Love Talk Radio.
What a blessing. What a blessing. Think about these blessings. There are so many classes. Live the blessed live godly. The blessed put their trust in God. The blessed have their sins forgiven. They are free from imputed sin. They help the poor. God fellowships. They live in God's house. They draw strength from God. They know how to worship God. They are chastened by God. They fear God. They live undefiled lives. They obey God's word and walk in wisdom and hear wisdom and wait upon God. These are just some of the many ways that people are blessed. I'm so glad that in this particular psalm, this word blessed is plural. All the blessings of man. He's not only blessed, but he's blessed with all spiritual blessings. The psalmist further begins with the character and the condition of a blessed person. The Lord knows those who are his by name, but we must know them by their character. The character of a good man is here given by the rules he chooses to walk by and to take his measures from. An error in the choice of our standard or guide is original and fatal. To avoid evil, a godly man renounces the companionship of evil doers and will not be led by them. Now, when you think about blessed like a tree, classes that we're going to be dealing with, that they are the ungodly, the sinners, and the scornful. The ungodly, morally wrong, actively bad, wicked, and unjust. Sinners, criminals who miss the mark, pass the limits of the law, transgress sinners, and the scornful, those who make mouths at scopus to mock the people of God. But then as you look into this, there are some things that the godly man will not do. Not because the law and judgment dares him to do them, but because he has got something better to enjoy. He has positive hatred in his heart for ways and things that are not that are at enmity with the mind and the will of God. He sees evildoers round about him. The world is full of them. They walk every side. They're described by three categories, three different characters, ungodly, sinners, and scornful. Now, men arrive at empathy through these three steps. None reach the height of vice all at once. First, they are ungodly. Casting off the fear of 
of God, living in neglect of duty to God. And then when the services of religion are laid aside, they come to be sinners. That is the breakout into the open rebellion against God. And they engage in the service of sin and Satan. Omission makes way for commissions. And by those, the heart is so hardened that they at length come to be scorners. Scorners openly defying all that's sacred. Scoping at religion and making a jest at sin. Now the word ungodly is translated unsettled, namely meaning those who aim at no certain end, mark, or goal, walk by no certain rule, but are at the command of every lust and at the beck of every temptation. Now, the word sinners signifies those determined to practice sin and set it up as their trade. The scornful are those who set their mouths against the heavens and speaking evil of those who have authority over them, sowing discord among the brethren. These the good man sees with a bad heart. They are a constant vexation to his righteous soul, but he shuns them when he sees them and does not do as they do, does not converse familiarly with them. He decides not to walk in the counsel of the ungodly, though they are ever so witty and subtle and learned. If they are ungodly, he separates himself from them. They shall not be the men of his counsel, does not consent to them, nor say as they say, does not take his memory or reasons from their principles, nor does he act according to their advice. You can be happier if you will avoid being tainted and ensnared by ungodly counsel. Ungodly counsel is the broad way of destruction. Don't deal with ungodly counsel. The way of ungodly, the Bible lets us know, will perish. It shall perish. Stay out of the way of ungodly and ungodly counsel. The ungodly may mean those who live in ignorance of God, but sinners are those who deliberately transgress against the light. The blessed man stands not in the way of sinners. He avoids doing as they do. Their way shall not be his way. He avoids as much as possible being where they are, and to keep 
from imitating them, he will not associate habitually with them, nor choose them for companions, does not stand in their way to be picked up by them in the shows and the dance halls and the trance of different worldly, ungodly places as a hypocrite in the church door with one foot in the church and another foot out there in the world. He that would uh, be kept from harm must keep out of harm's way. He sits not in the seat of the scornful, does not sit down with those secure in their wickedness, does not associate with those seeking ways and means for the advancement of the devil's kingdom, openly condemning the righteous, those who begin to walk in the counsel of the ungodly are in danger of ending up in the seat of the scornful. The seat of the scornful. This seat is the chief seat in the kingdom of Satan. The seat of drunkenness is the seat of Satan. The Christian life is not one of merely giving up this uh, stopping that, but it is entering into a new and happy inheritance in the word of God. True, the prodigal son gave up the hog pen. Now, as long as he was in the hog pen, he was eating slop just like the hogs all the mud, all the stink, all the refuge. But he was in the hog pen. But he gave up the hog pen, gave up the rags, said, I'm going to arrest myself. I judge myself, and I see that I'm about to die. So I'm going to change my way. I'm going to get up and get out of this hog pen, and I'm going to go home, and I'm going to first confess to my father and tell him that I have sinned, I've, I've done wrong, I, I've been a disgrace. I'm not fit to be called a son. I'll tell him to make me a hired servant. And once he made up his mind, he did not ask for a leave of absence, did not ask for time off, did not ask to be excused. But I would imagine early one morning he slipped out of that hog pen and made his way back home. The father saw him coming and recognized by the way the boy was walking and stumbling along that it was his son. So he ran out to meet him, got the boy, Hugged him, he kissed him, took him home, washed his feet, put a ring, a family ring, on his finger, put clean clothes, best robe on him, then made a feast for him, 
You see, the word of the Lord is a land flowing with milk and honey. It's everlasting streams, and it's not withering flowers. God is always waiting for somebody to come back home. So a Gandan man submits to the guidance of the word of God. God's word keeps one out of the way of the ungodly. God's word fortifies him against temptations. David said, by the words of thy lips, I have kept me from the path of the deceiver. We don't have to court the fellowship of sinners, either for pleasure or for improvement. While we have fellowship with the will of God, everything that you really need, God has it. Never any good tree grows uh, of itself. It is planted by the Lord, and therefore it must be helped and strengthened by the Lord. And the trees of the Lord are full of sap. I'm so glad that God, if he plants you somewhere, he's certainly going to look after you and take care of you. All who have are well pleased that there is a God must be well pleased that there is also a Bible and a revelation of God, a revelation of his will, a revelation of the only way to happiness is in him. In that law doth he meditate day and night. Talking about the blessed man. Don't have time for junk. Don't have time for foolishness. Don't have time for trifling around. Don't have time for lying and relegating. But he meditates day and night in the law of the Lord. That man shall be a happy man. Blessed he shall be that he is in the Lord's work. He will be like a tree planted by rivers of water. He is full of expectations. His life traces are very favorable. His leaf also shall not wither. When there is water, there is at the roots, but through water, food is gathered. There can be no withering when your roots are down in the water of life. Trees sometimes are being stalled. They have been stunted by drought. Roots are being satisfied unjustly. Roots are not getting the proper food that they should 
have in order to grow. But God will bless you to grow if you keep your root planted in the word of the Lord. The leaf is an early thing. The spring growth, the beauty of the childhood of the year. And what is the leaf in human life? Well, the first thing, the first thing, the thing of spring, the beauty of earliest days. And what is the beauty of childhood? Surely it's hopefulness. It is trustfulness. It is love. How can you really grow up without being loved? Everybody needs love. Everybody can grow when there is proper love. See, these are the spring leaves of life. His leaf shall not wither. In the autumn, his leaf shall be green. In old age, he shall still be hopeful and trustful and loving. No thirst at the roots, no withering of the leaf. But suppose there is thirst at the roots, then life will be faint. Life is going to be drooping. Life is going to be kind of wavering. The fresh green thing shall fade away. The light, the leaf shall wither. But hope, hope shall water that plant. It will water away pessimism. Faith will water away cynicism. Love will water away misanthropy. And brotherly and sisters can grow together where the leaf water will make life spring back. All things become stale and flat and unprofitable when there is no water. All is vanity and vexation of spirit when there is no water. We need to ask the Lord, send down the latter rain, refresh my soul, renew my spirit, give me a refreshing in my soul. Give me a refreshing in my spirit. I'm so glad that bringeth forth fruit in its season. If it's planted by rivers of water, fruitful and beautiful, whose leaf does not wither, trees are vital, vital to so many different things. Dry roots soon bring dry rot. Men can't see the roots of the Christian character, but they can see the leaf. And the hidden condition of the roots may be judged by the outward appearance of the leaf. Even if you raise plants and you look at that plant and it's growing and doing very good, 
Then all of a sudden, the leaves began to droop. The leaves began to get dreary. And the leaves began to die out one at a time. It's a sign there is dryness at the root. Whenever a person loses their desire, the desire for prayer meeting, the desire for Sunday school, there's something wrong with your roots. Outward life will be fresh and green when the inward life is pure and full. Withered leaves are signs of a withered life. When it's a burden for you to go to church, you've got a withered life. When it's burden for you to hear a sermon all the way through without going to sleep, there's some withering in your life. When our testimony for Christ and his truth lasts, its freshness or loses its freshness and loses power, we may be sure there's something wrong with the roots that you have. For the streams of the Lord never run dry. Every plant that the Heavenly Father has not planted shall be rooted up. But if God plants you, he will certainly water you. I want to let you know, blessed like a tree is very important because everything made of wood comes from a tree, seems to contain a portion of the tree. Secret power is ready to reveal itself through a tree. Shallows and violins, pianos and woodwinds, boxes and benches, sleds and chests, caskets and special chairs, favorite tennis rackets, the mysterious love that sailors have for their ship, or archers have for their bowls, or baseball players. It's for his bat. It's all to the wood that comes from a tree. The attractive purple, the attractive purple that hangs in the curtains in the house is so connected. We have along ourselves to the comfort of a beautiful floor, a table, a panel room. A wooden door, it gives the proper entrance to a private life. But trees are so important. Trees have bugs and small animals. They have trees and plants. They have secret operations. And the way they grow and change, the way they resist danger, by non-resistance, the, the fire, the fires that consumed almost a million acres in the Yellowstone Park in 1988 were discovered to have just a little bit of ecological damage and may have done some good. I'm so glad that also... The large pole pines provided most of the fuel 
for the first. But some, some lots pull pine trees, the cones of serotinius. They open and reveal seats only when the fire's heat gets to them. I'm so glad the trees of the Lord are full of slab. But sometimes God lets the fire get on us, the fire of trouble, the fire from lies, the fire from hatred, the fire from being misused. It burns until the seed of the Lord opens up in us a little bit more so we can grow stronger and higher, become better and better. I'm so glad that man is like a tree. My friends, I want you to consider, whenever you think about it, that trees are very important. And the worship of trees was most famous to the Druids, but also they were familiar Judaism throughout the ark and Christianity. The man took a tree, an innocent tree, and made a cross for Jesus. Always walk upright. Don't stand in the way of sinners. Don't sit in the seat of the scornful. And do not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. And you too can be blessed like a tree. May God bless you, and may God keep you. Heavenly Father, we pray that you would bless now every person who tuned into this broadcast on the day. Heal the sick, touch those who are suffering from various afflictions and diseases. Heal their bodies, strengthen them, and make them whole. Everyone out of their ark of safety, we pray, Father, that you would save them before it is too late. And for this, we'll praise you, and we will thank you. In the mighty name of Jesus, thank God. Amen.